I'm Andrea Worley, and you're listening to the Flourish Together Podcast, Episode 7, Downsizing and Flourishing with Less. Hey, beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Flourish Together podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Worley. Today's episode is really fun for me because we're going to be talking about a topic that I'm super passionate about that really has become a part of my family's story the last two years, honestly. And today we're going to be talking about our family's process of downsizing and how downsizing has led to us living and flourishing with less. And I'm talking about less stuff, less clutter, living more minimally in both our home and our lives. And when I talk about living minimally, I'm not just talking about living with less tangible stuff, but I'm also going to talk about how I personally have cleared out the virtual clutter in my life, the spiritual clutter, and I want to get into my own thought process and the journey that I went on realizing my emotional attachment to things and stuff. So as all good lessons do, they sometimes start with a background story. So before I jump into that, I just kind of want to put a disclaimer to this episode and let you guys know that this story and what I'm talking about today is my family's personal story. It's meant to encourage you guys. It's meant to inspire you. I know that our situation is not going to fit everybody else's situation and your situation may not fit mine. But I want you to know that that's not the point, that our stories don't have to be the same. And there might be some things that I say that don't resonate with you. You might have a different number of kids than I do. Your family structure might look different and that's okay. But what I hope that you'll take from this episode is bits and pieces of my story and what my family has done and this journey that we have been on with living with less and how it's allowed us to flourish and take pieces of that and maybe think about how you could apply it to your own life. Our lives don't have to be exactly the same in every single sense of the way in order to be encouraged and inspired and take a piece from it and maybe learn and see how you could apply it to your own life. So I just wanted to touch on that a little bit as I jump into the episode and know and let you know that it's okay if you're family, like I said, looks different than my family or somebody else's family. And I hope that you'll leave this episode after you've listened to it, feeling encouraged that it's okay to live life different and know that what works for your family might not work for somebody else's, but feel confident in your own decision, how you're running your house and your family and structuring your lives that 
We don't all have to live the same in order to be encouraged by one another and inspired by one another's journeys. So let me back up to, in our story, the summer of 2017, my husband applied for a job. He applied for a job that was out of state. Many of you know that we live in beautiful, sunny Phoenix, Arizona, and we have lived here going on 10 years. And so a few years ago now, gosh, 2017, um, he applied for a job that was out of state. Obviously, he applied for the job. We knew it was out of state from the get-go. And this particular job was in California. And so in our thought process of applying for this job, if you are not aware, California is an expensive state to live in for many different reasons, taxes, uh, the housing is pretty comparable to different housing markets here in the Phoenix metro. However, with housing, we did know that uh, our housing expenses, if we took this job, was going to increase. And so in applying for this job, we kind of, you know, went through the checklist and all the planning and realized that if we were going to take this job, some things realistically, we're going to have to change for our family. More than likely, our budget was going to increase and our living expenses were going to increase. And so we were trying to, as we were in this job interviewing process, just talk these things through with the two of us and really decide if this made sense for our family. So the farther along we went in this interview process, it was a long interview process that spanned several months. It's funny because in the summer of 2017, we were actually driving to California for a vacation when we got the phone call about this particular job. And the irony was that we had already decided to put our home on the market that summer after we got back from vacation, we had a meeting set with our realtor for when we got back from vacation and we, we were going to put our home on the market for several different reasons. But the biggest reason was to be closer to my daughter's school that coming fall. And so when we got this phone call about this job, we immediately called our realtor and put everything on hold to walk through this job process. Long story short with that, we did not end up taking that job out of state. And that fall just kind of carried on with life as it was. And we then started to kind of look around our current home and we thought to ourselves, hmm, if just a few months ago we had wrapped our minds around moving out of state and downsizing to a smaller home, what was preventing us now from doing that very same thing? And like I told you before we got this phone call about this particular job, we had already planned 
to put our home on the market that summer and move closer to my daughter's school. But going through that job process was a really long process, as I mentioned. And when it didn't work out the way that we thought it would, we kind of press pause on the whole thing. And sometimes I think it's good to press pause on things and pray and seek wisdom from the Lord and from trusted people around you and really kind of sit and, and evaluate and not make any kind of rush decisions. And so that's what we did. We sat on this decision for months. We prayed about it and, you know, made all the pro con lists and really, really took some time to think about what was our next step going to be? Were we going to stay in our current home? Were we going to put it on the market and move closer to my daughter's school like we had planned? And we just decided to table all of that. And so the fall came and we just resumed life like we had been before. And I started mulling over a lot of these questions of what was our current home status? What, How was it serving us well? My husband and I have always looked at our homes as a blessing from the Lord, and we want to steward them well, and we want it to serve a greater purpose than just being our home that our family lives in. And so we started kind of evaluating our current home and deciding what worked for us, what didn't work for us, what did we love about our neighborhood, what didn't we love about the neighborhood that we were in, what do we wish we had more of out of our house or neighborhood, thinking about the future and our kids getting older. And even though I loved the house that we were in for so many reasons, there were some things thinking long-term that we desired in a home and in a neighborhood that we did not currently have in our current home and neighborhood. And we kept circling back to being closer to my daughter's school. I was driving uh, 20 minutes each way in the mornings and in the afternoon for pickup and drop off. And that was starting to wear on me driving through traffic in the morning and in the afternoons, the same thing because I was hitting rush hour on the way home. Just all these different scenarios. At the time, we had a four bedroom home and it was a two story home with two and a half baths and four bedrooms. And we always, we live far away from our families. Both sides of our families do not live in Arizona. And so we had always desired a fourth bedroom for the potential of a guest room. And we've always had a fourth bedroom in our houses because of that, uh, wanting to have a fourth bedroom. And we really started to sit and think about the amount of times where we had guests come visit us. And I really started to just ask myself, how was my home serving me? Was it serving me well? And one of those things that wasn't serving us well was having this fourth bedroom that basically like was empty, you know, over half the year. Now, of course, I use this fourth bedroom as a guest room slash office for work. So in some respects, it was usable, and in others, it sat empty. And we just started really thinking about all these questions, like I said, and really started praying about downsizing. So we started to move in that direction, and 
like I said, when we were thinking about taking this job out of state and knowing that downsizing was what we were going to do if we were offered that out-of-state job and moving to California. And then we tabled it for a while, and I started to look around my home and realize my home was a great home. I loved my home, but part of the problem that I was frustrated was my home was becoming a storage unit for things that I just didn't need and things that weren't serving me well. And I was quote unquote holding on to these things because I had the space for it. And it started to really, the Lord started to really work on my heart. And I realized my very unhealthy attachment to things. Now, my husband is the type of person where complete opposites. My husband throws everything away. Uh, He doesn't really have a whole lot of sentimental value attached to things. And I am the complete opposite of that. And I don't think I realized how much of an unhealthy pattern that I had created. And I would give myself excuses, you know. And I think that there are some things that as wives and mothers and your personality, however you're wired, you save things for whatever reason. I'm not saying that it's bad to save things from your childhood or your kid's childhood or, you know, have anything in your house. Um, But I'm just saying from my perspective, I know that some of the things I was holding on to were a very unhealthy attachment to them and just not wanting to get rid of it for various reasons. And there had been things that we just weren't using in our home that just weren't serving us well that we were saving and holding on to. And so I really started to, I've told you guys this before, I'm an avid journaler. I use my journals as prayer journals and I use them to write down things that I'm dealing with and things that I want to pray through. And the Lord really uses my journaling to speak to my heart and to speak to me um, through my devotional and prayer time. So I started journaling through a lot of this and just writing down questions that came to mind for myself, questions I was asking myself, things I was struggling with. And through this process, like I said, I realized that some of the things that I was holding on to were out of fear. Some things that I was physically, tangibly holding on to were just emotional attachments to things or, or feeling like, I couldn't have the memory without having the thing. And there were so many things that were just taking up storage and residence in our square footage in our garage. Or, uh, for example, our guest room had a large walk-in closet. And I just had that thing just packed to the brim with a lot of my things that were just sitting in there and I hadn't seen them or touched them or used them in, you know, over the course of several years since we moved into that home. And I just thought to myself, I don't want to be selfish with my space, my time or money or hold on to things that are not serving me or my family well. And it was really a head change and a heart change that the Lord did in my heart. And so My husband and I, as I kind of went to him with these things, and we really started praying about um, what we were going to do and whether or not we were going to stay in our home. Like I said, we started to make a list of the things that were really important to us looking toward the future. 
in our home. And one of the things that really was at the top of the list was being closer to our kids' school. And so we started to move in that direction of putting our house on the market, our current home, and looking toward moving closer to our kids' school. And in doing that process, it led us to actually building a home. Building a home was not ever really on our radar. Uh, We have always lived in resale homes. We've never even thought about building a home. And the opportunity in all of these conversations just really presented itself to us building a new home that was closer to our kids' school. And so we started moving in that direction. And we ended up picking a floor plan very intentionally that was smaller than our current home. For, like I said, very intentional reasons, we wanted to downsize. We had been going through this process of you know, going through things. And a lot of this was on me because like I mentioned, my husband is not a saver of things. And a lot of it was on me to get rid of the physical, tangible items that were not serving us well and cluttering up our home and have some freedom in this area, true freedom. I had always been a person that, you know, January 1st rolls around and I'm so excited to organize and purge and get rid of things. But that had been a vicious cycle for years and years. And now my attitude toward clutter and organizing has changed because I wanted to get to the point where I wasn't just constantly going through my things and creating donation piles and decluttering. I wanted to get to the point where the things that I brought into my home served a purpose, served us well. I wanted to get to the point where the things that we spent our money on were wise and had a purpose, and I wasn't just bringing things into our home just for the sake of bringing them in. And that really led me down a path, like I said, of realizing my attachment to things. It also was a challenge for me to not aimlessly buy things, or if I did buy something, have a purpose for it in my home and not just make aimless trips to Target and, you know, buy things or think something on the shelf is cute and really get to the point where I could look at it and say, do I actually need this in my home? Does it serve a purpose? So we did. We downsized. We started building a house, like I said, that had less square footage that just served our family better. I know in our day and age, it can be really easy to get sucked into the bigger, the better, but that might not work for you and that's okay. Or if you do have a bigger house because the size of your family is larger, that's okay too. I think that the thing that I want to encourage you most if you're listening to this episode is to really use your space intentionally and wisely and have it serve your family however it can serve your family best. I think that that's one of the greatest things about having a home is that it can serve your family well. And if it isn't serving your family well, it's okay to reevaluate that space and make it more intentional and make sure it serves your family well. 
So we moved into our new house last April. We have almost been in our new home a year, and it has been such a freeing journey, and I really have found a lot of freedom in living with less stuff, and it really has allowed me to flourish in this area. When we moved during the building process and getting ready to move, I got rid of a lot of things. I really um, got serious with myself and got rid of a lot of things and sold a lot of things. And when it got came time to move, we ended up moving our family of four in a 16-foot pod. All of our belongings except for our suitcases and immediate things that we needed fit inside of this storage pod. And we had a little bit of time. We didn't expect our home, our current home to sell as fast as it did, but it ended up selling very quickly. Within 48 hours, we were under contract. And so we just felt so blessed and very fortunate that the Lord really took care of us. And as we started to walk you know, and make these steps in this journey, the Lord really took care of us and confirmed this is the direction that we're supposed to go. So we had a little bit of transition between when our current house sold and closed to when our new house was going to be finished. We ended up staying with family for about a month and a half during that transition time while our current, our new house was being built, I guess I should say. And so that whole experience of downsizing, building a house, intentionally having a smaller square footage house was such a learning and growing experience that has really allowed our family to flourish. And we went on vacation um, last summer and it was just such a full circle moment at the time when we'd been on when we went on vacation we'd only been in our new house just just a couple of months and um like i said it was a full circle moment to look back on the journey that we've been the last year and a half and realize that i want to fill my life we want to fill our lives as a family with experiences not things and it was so freeing to be able to move into our new house, knowing that the things we were moving were the things that served our family well the most. And I just have such a different perspective now on minimalism and living with less and what that means for myself and what that means for my family and how it's impacted our family in such a positive way. And so if you're listening to this and any of this is resonating with you or maybe you've had similar thoughts or similar feelings and you've just needed that little bit of push of encouragement to start walking into your own journey of freedom, uh, I hope that you feel encouraged today. I'm not perfect by this at any means. Um, it's something that I'm still learning every single day and something that I really have to lay down to the Lord, but God has given me a lot of freedom in 
knowing that I don't have to have this or that to make myself happy or to make my family happy or better, that we are content with what we have and what he's provided. And knowing that we are working really hard to provide a life with the things that God has blessed us with and steward our home and our finances and our family well is just so rewarding to be in this different mindset than where we were a year and a half ago. And especially where I was a year and a half ago with the mindset of where I was emotionally with physical and tangible things. So I hope that you guys found this podcast episode encouraging and inspiring. And I would love to hear your guys' stories. If you guys have a story about downsizing or flourishing with less stuff, living with less and how it's benefited your family, leave a comment on the show notes or send me a message on social media. You can find me at Andrea M. Worley on Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook and Twitter, and I would love to hear your guys' stories. If you guys haven't yet left a rating and review on iTunes, I would love for you guys to go jump on over and rate and review the podcast. I really appreciate you guys sharing with your family and your friends and just getting the word out about the Flourish Together podcast and helping me spread this message. So thank you guys for joining me again for another episode, and I will see you next week.